You're listening to the Rural Roundup for the latest news in agriculture from the Scottish Government's Farm Advisory Service. I'm Kerry Hammond, and today Tiffany McTaggart is joined by Robert Ramsey and George Chalmers to discuss what's happening in the agricultural sector right now. Hi, I'm Tiffany McTaggart with this week's Rural Roundup. I am joined once again by George and Robert. How are you both? I'm fine, Tiffany. Um, keeping busy as per normal. Um, I I fully expect that the, the Christmas tree will be up when I go home. Um, but uh, it's that time of year again. Also fine at this end. Probably feeling a little less festive, but certainly plenty of stuff to get on with between now and and Christmas time. And it's certainly not it's not far away, is it? I definitely don't think Christmas decorations should be up before the 1st of December, but I have I got all my Christmas shopping done. Tiffany who put them up too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what's topical this week is preparing for sustainable farming. I know I've had a lot of queries recently from both consultants and farmers about different aspects of the preparing for sustainable farming um, funding which is available. So there's two options which are available. There's soil sampling and there's carbon audits. And I think it's also worth mentioning that there's also your herd stats, which Scotty Idea have done. Robert, do you know any more about that? Yeah, only what I had a wee look at it um, a couple of days ago on my own um, Scott Moves Plus a portal. And yeah, it looks really quite interesting actually so it really breaks down what's happening in, or what's been happening in the herd how many animals have been sold what you know basically the, the stats of my herd that's quite straightforward as well named so uh, but yeah it's well worth having a look at it's not it's not an absolute revolution but it's certainly a start into pulling out some quite interesting data and for us as consultants pretty good to go and have that kind of more meaningful conversation about cattle systems and, and efficiency, it's nice to see those that kind of data coming forward quite quite nice and easily. So well worth a look. I think it's nice as well that farmers, if they're in some kind of benchmarking group or something, they could very easily compare their own figures because it will use the same standardised approach across all farms. It's a, it is a way to compare against each other as well. And I suppose even if they're not in a benchmarking group, an official benchmarking group, but they are in a group, it's easy stuff to start benchmarking. You know, it's, yeah. it's nice figures they can start talking about. I think I think we see a lot of benchmarking now taking place in other sectors. I know certainly up in the northeast, there's several uh, pig groups that uh, do benchmarking, and they've been going for years to great success. Um, arable benchmarking's been going on through farm bench and such like, and yeah, it, it, it's good that there's now something that is going to potentially have something tangible for for the sucker cow guys as well. It's definitely a very worthwhile exercise. So thinking about the other two aspects um, of the preparing for sustainable farming, there's uh, funding available for carbon audits. You can claim up to £500. Um, It is a standard cost. So regardless of what your cost of your carbon audit being done was, you can get £500. Um, And this is for carbon audits that have been carried out between the 1st of January 2022 and 31st of December 2022. And what's what's the standard here, Tiffany? Um, There are various programmes, various standards, and and there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about this. So what what, what is it that um, 
the Scottish government are really looking for here. So all carbon audits that are done have to be um, PAS 2050 accredited. Um, so this can be using um, tools such as um, Agricol, Cool Farm Tool. There is a range of other ones. So do make sure you ask if it is PAS 2050 or not, because that's a very important aspect. The other thing that has to be done is you're required to have recommendations from an FBAS advisor. So even if you go and get your carbon audit done by a company which don't have FBAS advisors, you can then take your carbon audit and get some recommendations done by that FBAS advisor. And where can they find FBAS advisors? Where's the best way to find them? You will be able to find a list of FBAS um, advisors on the Lantra website. The thing with these audits is really that the audit itself is a great tool for the, the farmer or a farmer to dive into their business and look at where their inefficiencies lie. But it also opens up a lot of other doors and certainly other, other funding pots are now asking for carbon audits. So the first thing I think to do is make sure you've not got one done already, which the one, the obvious one there is people, there are a lot of farmers involved in the farm business survey, the Scottish Government Farm Business Survey. Um, the audits that are done as, or as part of that financial audit, they do a farm business survey carbon audit as well, and that is 2050 accredited. You would need to get some recommendations, which is just a matter of speaking to your your FBAS advisor. Um, but certainly that would open doors to the other funding that's available. So if you've if you've got one already and it's up to date, you don't need to pay to get another one done. I think it's also worth considering when you got it done, because I know for the likes of the soil sampling, which you can claim under PSF, you have to have had your carbon audit done within the last three years. So for this year, they've changed it to the 1st of January 2019. You must have had your carbon audit done by. Um, so it's also worth factoring that in. So if you've got uh, Beef Efficiency Scheme 1 from 2018, you will be needing to do another one to be able to claim the funding. It's also worth remembering that if you've got, say, a Beef Efficiency Scheme 1 from 2019, I can't imagine very many people have recommendations to go with those ones. You don't need to go and get new recommendations for the carbon audit you did in 2019. The recommendations are for new carbon audits um, going forward. It's also worth considering, it's, it's interesting to see how much the programme, or certainly AgriCamp, has changed since 2019. So we now have a, the, soil, the soil carbon module in, we have hedges, we've got woodland sequestration. So we're now, in 2019, we were probably, if we were, criti if we were, if we were looking at a football team, we'd only be looking at the goals that we conceded, whereas now we're also looking at the goals that we scored as well. So the difference in the 2019 audit to the 2022 audit will be pretty interesting. I mean, I did two this week who both of them are sequestering more than they're producing, which is really quite an exciting story to tell for an upland beef and sheep unit. So the story is changing and it's it's interesting to, you know, it's an interesting process now that we're, we're able to measure both sides of the argument. Yeah, it, it, it is an evolving um, subject. There's no doubt about that. And it's a very emotive subject, um, certainly certainly for the beef sector. Um, so certainly if there is something there that is um, balancing the books somewhat, it's, uh, it, yeah, that's well worth looking at. It's definitely worth considering. And just 
um, thinking about people that have had one done, say in 2019, who over the last couple of years have made a substantial change to the business, um, just as very big examples, you might have got rid of your cows or you might have gone organic. You can go and apply for a new carbon audit under the PSF funding if you've made a significant change to your business. So the claims window is now open for um, the carbon audits and for the soil sampling as well. Um, so for the carbon audits, you will need to be able to provide uh, what your farm emissions have been, as well as the FBAS accreditation number of your FBAS advisor. If you don't know this number, just go and speak to the person who completed your carbon audit for you and they'll definitely be able to give you that number. You'll also need to provide um, an invoice. Don't worry about what the amount is on the invoice it could you they might have charged you 400 pounds they might have charged you 800 pounds the invoice is only there just to prove um that it was invoiced and then also you need to have um proof of payment so this can be a, a bank statement or a credit card statement just to prove that it's been paid as well and um, you will get the standard cost 500 pounds it's also i think important to see that we you know I've done a lot of carbon audits and certainly happy to help people with the claim process. It can be a bit scary. It can be, you know, it's an online portal and it is actually fairly straightforward, but we are all happy. Anybody who's done carbon audits is also happy to help the farmer get the, get the money back in their pocket as well. So don't, don't be shy in phoning the person that did it or com- contacting the company that did it to, um, to get a bit of assistance, getting the money back as well. In, in terms of deadlines there, Tiffany, um, it's work done in this calendar year, but you've got till the 28th of February to claim it. Is that right? Yeah, so work must have been carried out from the 1st of January 2022 through until the 31st of December 2022. The work has to be completed. Invoice and payment have got to have been done before the claim is made. You have through until the 28th of February to make your claim. Also, maybe important to point out because um, some people do like to leave things to the very last minute. If you're using an agent, they need to be mandated. Yeah, you're not automatically mandated um, if they fill in your IACS form. You do need a separate mandate. And I think all of these things that we're saying, these apply for the soil sampling as well. So the soil sampling, your soils have got to be taken by the 31st of December. And then you've got through until the 28th of February to have had the invoice paid the invoice and then made your claim. So for the soil sampling, you need to make sure that you've tested for pH, um, PK and some kind of carbon test as well. There's definitely been instances of people who have had um, soil samples done back in January, February time, and they've gone back to them now and realized that they didn't have a carbon test done at the time. So you can still go and claim for these, but what you'll need to do is you'll need to go around your fields and you can just take um, a sample from each field and get that carbon tested. Um, And then what you can do is you can submit those results along with the soil sampling results that you had back from January, February or whatever other point in the year you did it. And this can be GPS. It can be your simple one sample for every field, uh, provided it meets those standards. Yeah. And also, if you want to go and do micronutrients um, on other things in your test as well, that's absolutely fine as well. Um, It's up to you how much you take advantage of this or if you just want the basics of minimum criteria. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the allowance again, Tiffany? Um, So to calculate um, your allowance, you have to have a look at your um, BPS form. 
um, which you'll have submitted um, last May. So have a look and see how much Region 1 ground you have. And then multiply the Region 1 ground, which you claim for, by um, 20%. And then this figure you can then multiply by £30. Um, so it's £30 per hectare that they're offering. It doesn't matter if you only go and sample 5% of your farm or you sample 40% of your farm. Um, that doesn't matter. You can only claim up to the maximum allowance. And what about recommendations? How, how, in, how in depth do these recommendations have to be? So the person who's um, taken, oh, who's analysed the soils, they need to be able to provide recommendations. So this could be how much lime you're applying. You need to provide the farmer with enough information that they can then go and do their own nutrient budget. Um, so it's definitely worthwhile making sure you read what um, the advisor sends you. They should be also giving you guidance on what P and K needs to be applied to um, alter what the soil status is, depending on your results. And when it comes to that nutrient budget bit as well, there's £250 available to a, anybody in the system who wants to set up their, or wants to a, learn more about nutrient budgeting, a, and that's that's cash in your pocket. So It's definitely a great opportunity, that, because that gives you time to go and sit in on a meeting, to talk to your advisor, um, to take part in a webinar or some other form of um, continued development just for you to learn more. And it's a great way of then being able to improve your own nutrient budget with the price of fertilizers is definitely worth doing. I think also it's also worth noting that if you go and take uh, your own soil samples, so you're not getting another company in to take the soil samples for you, and you as the farmer or one of your farm workers is taking the soil samples, you can also claim £4 per sample um, in addition to what the invoice was for the analysis. Um, but that is still within your um, maximum allowance for the year. I know that people with uh, certainly... On the more arable side, they, they have a tendency to GPS and quite a lot of farms will GPS the farm once every four or five years. That's being catered for now as well, isn't it, Tiffany? Yes, it is. They changed the guidance to allow for that. So if you've had your whole farm sampled from the 1st of January through to the 31st of December this year, any sampling done last year, I'm afraid, doesn't count. But if it's been done this year, you can submit uh, all your soil sample sampling results and uh, your invoice for this year claim up to your maximum allowance and then next year you can then resubmit the same soil sampling results um, and same invoices and claim up to your maximum allowance next year but if your total was lower than your maximum allowance you can only claim the rest of the invoice it really is a no-brainer isn't it when you look at it all there's so many there's, there's lots of reasons to do it and i can't find any to not do it so I think for, for any of you listening, it's certainly worth, well worth having that conversation and getting the ball rolling. I, th I think it's funny because when it first came out and we had the conversation with people, oh, there's a grant coming out. Oh, what's it for? It's for soil sampling. There was a lot of, oh, it's maybe not the most glamorous a thing, but it's something that most farmers do, or certainly should all be doing, really. And um, yeah, the price of fertiliser and, and such like going forward, um, it is, as you said, Robert, it's a no-brainer. I think most people should be doing it, but I have found some farmers who haven't been doing it at all, and then this funding has encouraged them to go and dip their toe into the water and give it a go because they're not out of pocket for trying something new. So I think it has been good encouraging those farmers who are not so sure about soil sampling. 
Um, I think the one thing worth remembering with the soil sampling is that you do have to have an up-to-date carbon audit within the last three years to go and make the claim. So this will have to be completed if you've not already got one. Um, it has to be completed by the 31st of December to be able to claim um, the soils this year. If you've not yet had a look at preparing for sustainable farming, it is definitely worth going on to the Rural Payments and Services website um, and having a read of the guidance to find out more. What have you been up to this week, Robert? I've actually had, uh, so far, had an excellent week in the office, which has been really good to clear off a lot of paperwork, a backlog of bits and pieces needing done. So I've been really lucky to be doing a, a lot of FAS stuff, particularly FAS Connect stuff in the last few weeks. So uh, been on the road, seen a lot of, you know, doing the, the good end of the job, but it is really nice to get a week in the office where you can clear off the you know, the less glamorous end of the job, but get some of this, get some of this going. So really what we've been talking about today is what I've been doing is a PSF and carbon audits. Really. George, what about you? Uh, I'm a bit like Robert. I've been optimizing uh, in carbon audits. Uh, people are, um, yeah, they're cutting on to the fact that these have got to be done. And uh, yeah, look at, when a deadline's coming, that, that does get folk going and the information has been forthcoming. Uh, and yeah, I've got, a meeting coming off and uh, there's just a regular bits and bobs going on as well. So we're in a busy time. Very good. I feel like I'm in the same boat being very busy at the minute. Um, I've had a FAS Connect meeting today, which went really well. Um, I feel like the farmers got a lot out of it. There was great discussion. Um, there's also been a local meeting, actually a FAS meeting as well, um, looking at minimum tillage and direct drilling. I think there were 65 farmers there. So I think farmers are really thinking about what they're doing and thinking about their efficiency at the minute. Thanks, guys. It's been great talking to you today. Uh, we'll see you again next time for Rural Roundup. The Farm Advisory Service has loads of helpful resources, publications, podcasts and events coming up. We know times are tough. Cost of living is increasing and energy and feed prices are soaring. The Farm Advisory Service has developed a guide to help you to navigate your way through what could be a hard winter to help you to identify your cash flow pinch points and begin to mitigate some of the risk. This valuable resource is linked in our show notes. Please remember you can always contact the FAS advice line. And if you need any further support, don't hesitate to contact RSABI, the Royal Scottish Agricultural Benevolent Institution, which provides practical, emotional and financial support to all people involved in the Scottish agricultural industry. The service is available to those previously and currently involved in farming, crofting, and other occupations related to agriculture in Scotland. This is a comprehensive service to help people move forward when they're struggling. Our contact details and theirs can be found in the show notes. One of the most common topics that we cover in the Farm Advisory Service is livestock record keeping and tagging requirements. Yet there are still a high number of livestock identification and traceability breaches found at formal on-farm inspections. As we head into cattle inspection season, now is a great time to check if your livestock identification and records would pass an inspection. Keeping up with regulations can be challenging. So we've created a series of short videos that you can access via our website or using the link in the show notes for cattle and sheep keepers 
that guide you through the key requirements to ensure your business is compliant. This December, Farming for a Better Climate is running a roadshow of meetings across Scotland to support farmers to make informed, sound business decisions for long-term success that are complementary to reducing emissions and building real business resilience. These meetings will cover the three E's of farming in a challenging time, energy, economy, and efficiency. There will be input from a range of specialists and local consultants and other interested parties. If you're concerned over the rising cost of electricity, or if you've had offers about farm-scale renewables that sound too good to be true, our renewable specialist at SAC Consulting, John Farker, is the man to speak to. If you don't understand what impact Rishi Sunak's premiership will have on your finances, Andrew Coulter can put you at ease. And if you have questions over the availability of inorganic fertilizers and the alternative methods to provide valuable nutrients to your crops, a local SAC consulting advisor who understands your circumstances will be on a hand to help. The locations for this roadshow are Stirling on the 5th of December, Lark Hall on the 7th of December, and Inveruri on the 12th of December. The link to book for each individual event is in the show notes. This week, Chloe McCulloch, Principal Consultant at SAC Consulting and Programme Leader for the Scottish Farm Advisory Service, joined me to talk about her work, what's on her desk, and to share some polarising views on trifle. I'm Chloe McCulloch and I work for SAC Consulting as a Programme Leader for the Farm Advisory Service on my desk at the moment, and I'm not sure if you mean literally or figuratively, so I'll cover both, uh, is a very large pot of coffee and a very large pile of paperwork. Not all of it very exciting, unfortunately. I lead the delivery of a large government funded programme, the Farm Advisory Service programme, actually. And we're at the time of year when we're thinking about the delivery for next year and coming up with the ideas Colleagues have always got really amazing ideas for projects, so I'm really lucky to work with a creative and imaginative group of people. So my task at hand is to help them come up with great ideas and then we weave them together into a plan for the coming year. I went to agricultural college and then after college, I went to join an agribusiness consultancy in Southeast England. And when I decided that living and working in the Fens wasn't really for me, I came back to Scotland and have been here working in, in the rural sector ever since. I, I started off with SEC helping out my local office because they had someone who was off for a few months, they'd gone travelling and there was a big grant application deadline looming. And I came in to, to give them a hand and a large number of years later, I'm still here. I grew up in southwest Scotland on a livestock farm and I went to SEC's Auchincrove campus to study agricultural science. Currently, I still live in southwest Scotland and my husband and I have a small livestock farm. We've got some commercial, a commercial sheep enterprise and a handful of rare breed 
cattle. We both work off farm and we do the farming in our spare time. I think I probably have to take responsibility for the rare breed cattle. Uh, my husband would probably prefer sheep. Uh, the rare breed cattle was, okay, it's just a little sideline. We have a few Shetland cows and they fit really nicely into our system because in a sheep farming system, you do sometimes get bales of silage that aren't quite good enough for sheep or you have rough areas that you could do with a few cows to, to graze off. So having a handful of rare breed cows is oh, they're just a nice thing to have around and they fit with the commercial sheep enterprise quite nicely. We also get some beef for the freezer from time to time, which is not to be sniffed at either. The Farm Advisory Service is an excellent programme for Scottish industry because regardless of the sector that you're operating in or your specific needs in terms of advice, there's something for everybody. So whether you are interested in podcasts about livestock or being part of a Fast Connect group about arable farming, or you're interested in crofting or new entrants or climate change, we've got something for everybody. I really enjoy the job I do because I thrive on variety and pace. I'm really engaged when there's lots of different things on the go, lots of deadlines, a huge variety of things happening. So managing a programme like this one, where there are hundreds of different things happening at any one time, really suits me down to the ground. Uh, I, I'm very privileged to work with a, an amazing bunch of people and I feel very motivated by my role, which is supporting and facilitating them to do the great stuff that goes on in the programme. I'm incredibly dull outside of work, so when I am not working, I am doing the mundane paperwork or activities associated with the farm or mundane mum things associated with children's homework and all that sort of dull stuff. I struggle to come up with something interesting about myself and Recently, I was asked to give an interesting or unusual fact about myself at an event. And as soon as the facilitator said that that's what we would be doing, I was horrified. Uh, the normal things go through your mind. Is there is there anything interesting about me? What if the thing that I think is interesting really isn't very interesting and the rest of the group will think that I'm a lunatic? Uh, so I gave a really bland answer and retreated back into my coffee and it was only later that evening during the dinner that I discovered that there is something apparently quite unusual about myself. I had always assumed that this was a normal thing and then I discovered that this is actually very unusual. I would never imagine putting jelly in a trifle. I mean why would you? And it turns out that this is not a majority view amongst the group. So possibly listeners have now concluded that I am indeed a lunatic. A trifle should only comprise trifle sponges, a good half litre of sherry, raspberries, custard, cream and something on the top of it. No place for jelly.
if I was to leave the audience with one key message, it would be that if you haven't already, or it's been a while since you've done so, go and have a look at the FAST website, www.fast.scot. And if you go to the website, you will find links to publications, podcasts, episodes of FAST TV, videos. There's some really amazing programmes and content on there. Content gets added to the FAST website every single day. There's new things get added every day. So, so go and take a look. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rural Roundup. We hope you enjoyed it. Please follow or subscribe to get notified of new episodes. See you again in a fortnight.